Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Weekend mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. You know, if you've been feeling like oh, it was a good summer, you got out, had a nice holiday, maybe did a little bit of exercise, but now, you know, the realization is, is that uh, the holidays are coming up and, um, you know, pretty soon we're all going to be back into a place where many of us are maybe eating or drinking a little bit too much, maybe not exercising as much as we should. And I'll tell you, we have the perfect person in the studio right now to help us through that. Natalie Dow, fitness entrepreneur, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thank you so much, Glenn. So great to have you back. Uh, and, you know, Natalie, you're doing so much with fitness these days. Let's first talk about the business of fitness. How, what are you doing exactly these days? I noticed you have a new Facebook uh, outreach on fitness. And, of course, you have your app, uh, Rockstar Arms. Anyway, tell us about what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So I'm working with Facebook and IMDA Singapore to produce a series on Facebook um, called Keeping It Real. Mm. So it's really about telling real people's stories and inspiring others by that. So we see all these models on Instagram and on social media. But really, you know, there's some people doing amazing things to get live their healthiest life, whatever that may yeah. be to them. And um, I have this opportunity to tell their stories. That's great. You know, and, and obviously social media is such a great platform in, in many ways. How is that outreach happening? Now, I think you're working with three individuals right now and you're in this particular round. What exactly are you doing with them and how does it, how does it go? Yeah, so we're leading them on an eight-week journey. So it's mm. a bit like a reality-esque show, but there's no one getting voted off the island. Um, <laughs> so nice. Yeah. So we've actually matched them up with their own team of experts oh. to support them along the way. So we follow their journey through the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs mm. and really get to know them as people and what drives them and what their struggles have been. And then hopefully at the end of the eight weeks, they come out a healthier version of themselves. Give us an anonymized version of what, you know, what that support system looks like, what they're going through. Is it is it just fitness? Is it losing weight? weight? Is it mental health? What is it? Yeah, it's all of the above. So some of them, you know, one one of the guys is skinny fat, we call him. Another one is having some challenges mentally. Another one, um, it's confidence. So we've got a dietitian, they've got their team of fitness trainers, and they also have a mindfulness coach, which is hmm. super important. And I, I think that's the key to all of this. Isn't that interesting? You know, that this are, are maybe our past notions of, of fitness have changed now to really become an all kind of encompassing thing. You can't just look at doing sit-ups and push-ups and uh, arm cur curls and things. There's so much more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, I think it just sleep starts with the basic of sleep. Mm. Um, you know, making sure your mind is clear when you wake up in the morning and you feel good or else you're not going to function for the day. Yeah. And of course, you know, we know more about the uh, production of cortisol and things like the stress, those stress hormones that add to weight gain and, and lack of sleep. And it's a very, it's a vicious cycle if it's not really looked at yeah, closely, and, right? and people, you know, people always think, oh, it's it's okay, I can drink coffee and go to bed. Well, <laughs> no one can drink coffee and go to bed. <laughs> You're not getting quality sleep. So, mm. you know, I think it's it's balance, it's mind and body. It's not just one or the other. Yeah, what's happening now with the the business of fitness? How are you approaching this as a as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur? Because you, it, it's a tough market out there. There's a lot of competition, not only from other uh, individual trainers and things, but also obviously from the many many gyms that are that are around and always popping up. Yeah, you know, it's it's exciting because there is so much happening. For me, 
I guess I, my business has evolved in that I'm reaching out more on a global basis. So instead of just focusing on, you know, my own app, I'm now on several apps. Mm. Um, I'm working on larger activations. And I think social media is the key in using that to reach more people and just trying to get people to move, whether they go to a gym or whether they're right. at home. It's just understanding what are the barriers to entry for people and trying to solve those barriers and make it a bit more exciting and make them want to do something. What what are you know, what are the ways to get through those barriers? The common barriers are lack of time, uh, you know, maybe lack of money if they don't want to pay for an expensive gym membership. How do people get through some of those barriers? You know, they got family members they have to take care of. All all these things come up. They all get in the way, don't they? Oh, they do. And it's overwhelming for Mm -hmm. people as well. So my whole mantra is just pick one small thing to do a day Mm. rather than try and change your diet, you know, start running, whatever it is, just one little thing. So if it's not having that can of Coke at lunchtime, then that's a really good start. Mm. Or whether it's just go for a 20-minute walk to clear your head, then that's a really good start. So it's it's those small steps and keep doing them for a week and then add something else the next week. So really, it's, it's just the tiny, tiny things that make a long-term difference. How do we hold ourselves accountable, though? Because so many times, you know, we start, okay, I'm going to walk 30 minutes three times a week. Great. And then and, you know, the first week it works and then the second week we only do two times and then, you know, and then we kind of tail off. You know, do we need to keep a notebook? Do we need a, an accountability buddy? You know, what, what is the most effective way for people to start something and actually stick with it? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's different, but I'm a big fan of accountability buddies or yeah. building a community around mm-hmm. that. So if you've got a friend, make a date, you're going for a walk with that friend and then you're both accountable to each other. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the key. Or go and, you know, find a free workout somewhere and join a group. And so all of a sudden you're inspired to keep going by those people. I think it's hard if you're just starting to try and achieve all this by yourself. You know, you will fail most definitely because there's a reason you haven't done it before. So if you've got someone to support you, then I think that's half the battle. Yeah, speaking with Natalie Dow, who's a fitness entrepreneur, I've been you've been in Singapore how long? Many 15 years. Fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years, right? Long time doing that. And of course, you're a, you're a, an athlete yourself. Coming up on you got some big races coming oh, up. hundred k's next week. Hundred k running <laughs> yes. running race, right? Yes. In Singapore. In Singapore on the roads in Singapore. So if you see me out there, please wave or pass me a bottle of water. That's like twice <laughs> around the island, right? Or twice back and forth. Almost, yeah. It's up from sort of Marina Bay up right through to Pungal and back again. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And I'm wondering why. And what time, what kind of time are you expecting to do that in? I'm hoping I, I'm finished in 15 hours. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's see. Are you going to do a uh, one hour and 59 minute uh, marathon? Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> like the Kenyan yeah, did yesterday. amazing. Oh my God, I couldn't even run 28 minutes for 10Ks. <laughs> You know, looking at that, it's like two two minutes, two minutes and forty eight seconds a kilometer. Yeah, it's it's just insane. I mean, wow. Anyway, so when we look at the other things that you're doing, uh, you know, you've got your Rockstar Fit app, which is which is really uh, quite quite an amazing app. The last time you and I talked many months ago, I got on the app, and of course, I haven't done anything on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm one of those guys. But really, you know, that particular app is when we talk about accountability, that is a really it seems like a really easy program to follow for people and has a variety of different things that they can do. And free stuff too. And free stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm just about to launch a new function on it, which is community based. So you can Mm. invite a friend to do a workout. You can meet somewhere or you can do it virtually as well. So back to your point of having an accountability buddy. 
Oh, that's that's going to be really useful. When will that be live? Uh, that will be live within the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Yeah, great. Now, let's talk about the holidays coming up. And it seems kind of ridiculous here. We are only halfway through October. But before we know it, December is here and the, and the end of the year, uh, dinner and dances and, of course, Christmas holidays, New Year's holidays, Chinese New Year coming up. It's all going to be happening very quickly. What are some great habits that, that we can all get in now if we feel like we need to mm, maybe be mindful of, about how we're going to be eating and drinking and exercising or not exercising in coming months? Yeah, you know, I think it's, as we said, you know, taking the small steps, but it's, you know, making sure, number one, we're hydrating enough so we're still not drinking enough water. That means water. Yes. <laughs> not yeah, hydrating with yeah, other not, things. Not with alcohol, <laughs> even though it's nearly the holidays. Um, you know, I think if you've got a function or, you know, I think it's it's about drinking enough before you attend mm. a function, you know, making sure there's something green on your plate for every meal is a really good start. And learning about serving sizes is something that I always talk about. You know, know that a serving size is the palm of your hand or mm. a small cup. Not, It's not a plate. So when you are actually eating, you are being mindful, as you said, of, of what you're eating and how much you're eating. There's nothing worse than going to these functions and you're standing and someone's coming around with trays of food and you're just <laughs> constantly, uh, constantly eating and forget about how much food you're consuming. So I think mm. it's back to that, make sure there's a bit of protein, make sure there's a lot of greens and, you know, quality food, not packaged food. Yeah, I think the the pre-produced or or packaged food, like you say, usually is almost without exception, not very good for anybody, right? Oh, terrible. Yeah, terrible. So, you know, grab an apple instead of a a packet of chips or something, you know, anything fresh is going to be better. This whole idea of, you know, don't eat something that your great-grandparents wouldn't have eaten or had been able to eat. Yes, I yeah. think is an interesting thing. And everyone's still scared of carbs. I think, you know, don't be scared of eating carbs. I eat carbs every single day, mm. but just eat the right ones. So eat it in forms of brown rice or sweet potato or something, just not in the form of yeah. huge sugar. What do you make of this? You know, this is great news this week. Singapore, the first country to ban advertisements for high-sugar drinks. That that to me, like when you look at the packaging of, of just how much sugar is in most of these drinks, um, even if it's a diet drink or whatever, there's, there's, there are still you know, bad chemicals in there for you. This looks like a really positive, a positive step forward. Oh, it's, it's so exciting. And I posted on it this week, actually, because I thought it was amazing that Singapore's leading the way. You know, I think sugar is an addiction. Mm-hmm. And so as much as tobacco is or alcohol, you know, sugar absolutely needs to be called out and and I think it's a, a great step. I would love to see bubble tea added to that list mm. as well. But, you know, I, I think good on Singapore. There's, you know, diabetes is on the rise and sugary drinks are one of the biggest causes of that. You know, it's interesting. We've, we've seen the diabetes rising across Asia for probably about 15 or 20 years now. I remember I lived in Japan uh, almost 30 years ago. And, you know, we, we were seeing even at that point in time the rise of, of obesity and diabetes because of the Western diets that were filtering in over what was traditionally a really beautiful, clean Japanese diet. And that, of course, is absolutely the truth in Singapore. Kids, young kids now with developing type 2 diabetes, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And yet, you know, you go out and you see and parents, I'm talking to you, you're allowing your kids to buy these sugary drinks. You're buying them themselves for them. How do we really make this point? These drinks are not good. No, yeah, there is no goodness in them. They're just 
all fake stuff, you know. And so I think uh, I think that, and together with fried foods, which is one of the causes of diabetes yeah. as well, it's like it's a terrible combination. So, you know, kids follow; they don't actually, you know, they, sure. they follow by example. So I think it's up to the parents to actually look at their own diets mm. as well. And kids will eat what parents eat a lot of the times if that's what what's yeah. you know put in the house. You know, my kids are in in local school here, and you know, the local schools do a great job of making sure that kids hydrate with water constantly. I can't speak for the international schools. So that part of it's good. But you do still have vending machines at school and they do still have drinks that have, you know, have a lot of sugar in them. And I just wish that maybe at some point there would be this realization, let's get rid of those vending machines. Let's not even make it possible for kids to reach for those sugary drinks at their break time. Yeah, I think we've seen, there's a change in vending machines going around too, because you will see the orange juice ones mm. now, which obviously still should be taken in moderation because it's a yeah. lot of sugar and fruit. Yeah. But then, you know, there's ones that are, are getting protein bars in them and healthy snacks. So hopefully, you know, the push by the government around banning the advertising for sugary drinks then, you know, yeah. as you said, passes down to vending machines as well. Of course, one of the best books I think I think that was ever written is called Sweet Poison, which came out a number of years ago. It really takes us on the journey of how we how sugar got to be such an important commodity going back hundreds of years, right? And then what it's done to our diet in recent decades. And I think there was something like, the, you know, there was there was a, at the turn of the 20th century, you know, the average American was consuming a pound of sugar a year. And now it's like 40 pounds of yes. sugar. And it's like some ridiculous amount because the U.S. keeps really great statistics on these things. And it has just really been tough. And, and coming into this holiday season, I think for myself, that's one thing I really want to try to limit is that sugar intake. Yeah. And it's not don't have it. It's just be very mindful when you do have it and then, you know, enjoy it while you do, but just don't make it a daily thing. Yeah. What else, uh, Natalie, in terms of exercise, what can we do uh, in these coming weeks and months? Walking, you know, they always say 30, 30 minutes a day, five days a week or whatever is a great great thing to do for heart health and, and others. What are some other easy ones? Yeah, you know, and I think ideally if there's functions coming up during the holiday season, you want to get your exercise in first thing in the morning. Ah. So there's no excuse then. So commit mm. to setting your alarm half an hour early and just get up and do something. Get to it. You know, swim, walk, run, go to the gym. As you mentioned, there's so many gyms opened up now that are more boutique focused that if you're um, not comfortable walking into a big box gym, then you can go into one that's smaller, that's, you know, community built. There's some great active SG gyms around as well. So there's no excuse for people not to, you know, be active. Yeah. Great. Natalie Dow, fitness entrepreneur. Thank you so much for coming in again. Great to see you again. Thank you. Yeah. I hope to have you come back uh, soon. Yes. Thanks, Glenn. Awesome. Thanks, Natalie. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.